It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome in, everybody, to the Landry Football Podcast. Appreciate you. Uh, joining us back to back as we um, on uh, on Twitch TV doing this podcast a little bit earlier as obviously we normally do the Landry Football Podcast on Thursday mornings. Be it Thanksgiving, we thought we'd uh, put something out there live for you a little bit early. Um, we really appreciate we don't talk about them enough, but the great folks at Radio Influence that bring you and produce this podcast. Uh, eat for us each and every week. They do such a great job. Jerry and Jason, uh, such great partners now well, for a few years. So really happy to have them. Want to wish them a happy Thanksgiving. Want to wish all of you out there a happy Thanksgiving. Um, it's uh, been a tough year, we all know. Uh, it has been a year in which we've had a lot of, whew, a lot of, um, a lot of negativity, a lot of, um, you know, from the world of politics and the intertwining of that and the uh, virus situation that uh, led to a lot of issues economically. And, um, you know, I um, I hear this a lot. Well, I can't wait for this year to be over. And you know what? I'm with you in a lot of ways, but it doesn't guarantee that when we turn the calendar to January that it's going to magically be better. It's, it's really up to us. It's really all of us to, to do our little part, to make it better, to be more respectful to one another, to appreciate one another. I appreciate everybody that listens to this podcast. I appreciate everybody, appreciate everybody that has come and join us on, um, to watch us on Twitch, um, TV. So you can actually watch this podcast um, and of course, um, sign up the radio influence, the Landry football podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Cause we know most of you will continue and should continue to listen to this in podcast form, but we appreciate the fact that so many of you found us in different avenues on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch TV, that uh, can get you over to listen to our podcast and to learn more about what we do at LandryFootball.com. When I started to do this um, several years ago, it was for you, the fan. Um, my background as a coach and a scout to uh, doing consulting work for college teams, college programs, and NFL teams. Um, it was, to, how can we do something for the fan? How can we do something that they would like, they would enjoy, they would appreciate? 
maybe give them some insight to see the game a little bit differently, not to tell you what to think, not to tell you, you know, um, how do you rank this team or this or that? It's how to think. It's basically nothing more than coaching and teaching and to give you a perspective of how to understand how to evaluate the game so that you can enjoy the game better. You can appreciate the game better. You can understand the nuances of what created. I always say the results are not what matter. What matters is what creates the result because that is going to determine future results and your ability to get better and improve. And um, I get this an awful lot. Um, people will often ask, I don't get it. You know, I watch so-and-so and we get this a lot in college, more and more so in college. I don't get it. You know, man, uh, they looked awful against so-and-so and now they're playing so much better and, you know, I don't get it. Well, hey, that's all part of it. And anything that we do is how do you improve? How do you get better? Um, I know even in the NFL where you think everything is just, you know, seamless and moving on. Um, it, it, it's about building blocks each and every day to get better in what you're doing. And in football, it's about being able to build each and every day. So this year has been a lot about how are we going to do that in a pandemic and practices are being postponed or, you know, um, games being postponed. Well, it's, it's certainly not the best way to evaluate. Some people are going to have a little bit more luck than others with the, the pandemic. Some are not. I just, it's the way it is. Um, the teaching part into building one day after another is key. Um, it's why I always say, look at how a team is playing fundamentally as the year goes along. Because if you're, you got, once you have a hundred practices under your belt, you're going to be a lot better than after you have 10. And so much people look at and see, well, they're losing games at the end. And so they're not better. Well, not necessarily. You might have an easier schedule at the beginning and a tougher schedule at the end. And your record may be worse at the end, easier at the beginning. You're winning more at the beginning but at the end, you're actually a better team. You're actually fundamentally better. You're actually playing better, but your opponent's more difficult, more challenging. So those things I think are always important to keep in mind when you're evaluating a team and you're looking at situations that are going to be tremendous impacts into a football season and how much better you get from game in and game out. Um, I've always said that in the NFL it was always about positioning yourself to Thanksgiving and that what happens from Thanksgiving on. And um, the NFL's had mainly due to their, you know, money and resources. They've, they've had to deal with COVID but they've managed it better than most colleges again, because there's no, there's not as much money. There's no uniformity and everybody's kind of out doing their things. You just, it's a, it's a mismatch and it's very disorganized and it's 
quite frustrating for a lot of folks that are involved. Um, but it's certainly having an impact. And I think what it does, it for the programs that are more organized, that have larger staffs, that have better personnel, they end up surviving this current environment a little bit better than other people. Um, the, the programs that do not are going to have more, be more affected by it. But uh, one of the things that we were talking about in the last hour that uh, <clears throat> I wanted to take a little time again to be, be thankful of what we do have and that we do have football is, and I mentioned this, uh, the love for football and love for Thanksgiving football is kind of unique uh, and special in so many ways. Um, you know, the concept of, <clears throat> pardon me, playing football games in this country goes back to the late 1800s, shortly after it was invented. And, um, one of the reasons when it was obviously done from a, from an amateur standpoint is the day that most people had off of work. Um, I know that Yale and Yale and Princeton, Princeton and Rutgers played the first game of football. Yale and Princeton formed a, a Thanksgiving Day game. Again, for most of you know, but football, as we know it, American football, was invented in the Northeast. That's where it was formed. It was formed at the university level. And then the great coaches in that area, area ended up branching out to the Midwest and then to the West. And then ironically the South was more uh, came really last in terms of infiltrating in um, football. Um, I know that uh, Michigan, the university of Michigan uh, had a tradition of playing annual Thanksgiving day games from the like 1885 to 1905. They played like, what, what's that? Like 19 games. They played a bunch of games. They played, um, Back the old Chicago Maroons in the day, um, University of Chicago. Um, but it's mostly was a high school event that usually ended your high school season before the playoffs. And it was done mostly in New England. And so that's kind of where the Thanksgiving Day concept took place. And then, you know, football was mostly at the college level and high school level. And it was had semi-pro teams, but it was a while before you had organized pro football. But when it became uh, a professional event, you had some success or some at least Thanksgiving Day football uh, at the college level. I know that in the early, early days of some organized pro football in the Pennsylvania area, Allegheny, Pittsburgh area, late 1890s, early 2000s. That's where the first Thanksgiving Day games were. Um, you had um, some games that eventually took place um, in the Ohio League, the Latrobe Athletic League, the Canton Bulldogs played a number of games uh, in like the early 1900s. Um, uh, I know that uh, the Massillon Tigers, which was in Massillon, Ohio, uh, uh, the games were played. But 
The Detroit Lions came about 1934, and we've had a number of teams that have played, but it's been the Lions, and the Lions played the Bears and the, well, the Chicago Cardinals at the time and the Bears because Chicago had two teams, the Bears and then the Chicago Cardinals, which then moved to St. Louis. Um, Michael Bidwell's dad, Bill Bidwell's, um, was his dad. Uh, Bill Bidwell's dad was the owner of the Chicago Chargers, uh, Chicago Cardinals. And then um, Bill Jr. came in and then Michael behind him. Um, but it was, it was the, it wasn't always the Lions, but it was mostly the Lions. And then they switched to like the Packers and then made a couple of like the Pottsville Maroons and Buffalo All-Americans and teams like that played in the, the early 20s. Uh, but the first owner of the Lions was a guy by the name of George Richards. And he started the Thanksgiving Day tradition as a gimmick to get people to go to the Lions game. Um, and he also owned um, a major radio station, WJR in Detroit, which is a major affiliate of what was called then the Blue Network, was the, which was the forerunner of NBC. And um, – or actually, it might have been the forerunner of uh, of the the of ABC. I'm not. I, I can't remember. But they they carried the game across the networks, and um, when there was a little bit of a brief stop of that. But when the commissioner Burt Bell said we want to have Thanksgiving Day games again, there was a lot of people in the NFL that said no, no one's going to come to the games. Everybody's at home. Everybody's got the day off. Everybody's going to be spending time with their family. It would be a disaster because, you know, yeah, they do it in high school. It's a family event. They do it in college. Yeah. But this is, you know, we're not, this is going to hurt our attendance. Well, the lion said, Burt Bell said, no, we, we want to do this. This is big. Well, Mr. Ford got involved and said, uh, when he took over and said, look, we'll, we'll do it. It's worked here before it'll, it'll work. And no one really wanted to do it. And ironically, I can, you know, re remember hearing some old stories said about how people said, no, no, I, we don't want to do that. The lions did it. The Lions said, we'll, we'll do it. If it's good for the league, we'll do it. Well, it had some success so much so that in 1966, the Cowboys kind of redirected and said, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. And that's the 1966 was, and the Cowboys were founded in 1960. They then adopted hosting Thanksgiving game. And um, so that's basically how it happened. So people would say to this day, well, why don't they get rid of the God awful lines? Cause they're awful. Uh, and very often <laughs> By Thanksgiving, they're out of the playoff race, and a lot of the games are not very good. Um, but the reason is there's loyalty towards the Ford family and the Lions for being the ones that stood up and said, hey, for the betterment of the league, we'll play the games on Thanksgiving when nobody wanted them to. Now, everybody wants to play the games on Thanksgiving because it's a great it's great um, marketing to have that there. And then that's when we started to um, – move on and we we had the 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 night game but in 75 and 77 uh 
Pete Rozelle, um, the Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals from 75, 75 and 77 replaced the Cowboys as the host team. Um, the, the, uh, basically in 76 Dallas hosted the Cardinals. So it was the Cardinals. And at that time, if you remember the Terry Metcalf Cardinals, Don Coriel, and they were kind of the cardiac cards and, um, they were for, you know, three years were on Thanksgiving, but then, um, they found out that Dallas had a little bit more popularity and it was a better draw on TV. So since 1978, um, Thanksgiving day games have been hosted in Detroit and in Dallas every year with Detroit in the early time slot and Dallas in the late slot. That's the way it's always been. Um, now again, in 2006, the third NFL game on Thanksgiving has been played and it was part of, an agreement that said, look, we want to be part of the Thanksgiving day package. Instead of thumbing the nose at a, an organization that was loyal way back in the day in Detroit or Dallas, which Dallas at times certainly has a lot of draw, even if they're not that good uh, at times, uh, instead of getting rid of them, they said, we'll, we'll add a third game. And at that point, they were starting to do Thursday night games and Sunday night games. So let's do that. And it's been part of the package ever since. So um, it, it's something that uh, I think is always fun to go back and look and see uh, how it should be done and uh, the ways to go about, you know, looking at it. Uh, I think Thanksgiving Day is always been fun to watch games they've they've been i can remember at least with the lions some of the great barry sanders moments i remember a great interception by lawrence taylor near the goal line and run it all the way back i can remember a great chicago detroit thanksgiving day game with vince evans um getting the bears in and then getting it in overtime and then they took the the um opening kickoff did the bears so um it's it's again it's a tradition and as a traditionalist I, I i rather respect that and while i may be forsake a better game look i i, I would would be great if you could look at an elite game and say um you know would if we had a, a Tennessee Indianapolis or Kansas City Tampa potentially this week's games on Thursday yeah it might be might be a better game or certainly two teams in better contention. But that's kind of the history and the story of why the Lions have always been given the game is because they took it. Um, and I can remember hearing stories, kind of typical, um, hearing old stories at the owners' meetings in the early 60s when there was still debate of how to do it and the Lions were taking the game and nobody wanted it. It was Tech Stram standing up saying, we don't want the game in Dallas. That's not not good for our – and then when it became popular, Thanksgiving Day game, it was Dallas that said, oh, yeah, we wanted it. And uh, Dallas is always known, Tech Stram was always known that, you know, it was always interesting what was good for the Cowboys. And, you know, he was the general manager of the Cowboys. But there's some people, some of the old folks in the league, and, and the Ford family is one of them, that's always been about what's the betterment of the league. And, um, you know, it's the one thing I said in last hour 
It's the one thing about the NFL is that everybody understands that it is a um, it's competitive on the field, and certainly you compete for players and free agency and all those things. You certainly compete and get an advantage, but they're business partners, and sometimes doing what's best for the league needs to get done. And it's uh, what I was talking a little bit about with college football is, you know, there needs to be some of that. Um, and I know people don't want to hear it because nowhere is the rivalries and the hate more than in college. Uh, I get it. I get it. And, and I don't want to say you want something that's good for another conference, another team for the good of college football as somebody that is not a fan, but somebody that works professionally in the sport, I want what's best for college football is better leadership and better organization, like having some really good college games on Thanksgiving day, having rules that are followed and symmetric uh, around the country and at every level and maybe are, um, more purposeful to different grades and levels of, of programs, meaning, you know, the, the power five and the group of five doing what's best for all involved is something that we don't do a very good job of in college football. And I think it's to the detriment and it's not that it's not great. It is great. I mean, in some ways, I mean, I can tell you that the excitement on a big Saturday of college football in the fall is as good as it gets in life for me. Um, it doesn't mean it can't get better. And I think some of the things we talk about, um, you know, there's, there's not a path to get certain things understood. I mean, we, we complain, I do about politics and how we do things. At least there's an organization, at least there's a house and a Senate and we may disagree with what they're doing, but there's a, there's a, a, a path to do things. And I know in the NFL being involved, there's a path to get changes. There's a path to be heard. There's a path to throw out some ideas in college. I mean, they're just, it's, it's whistling Dixie a lot of times. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, something that, um, that we could do better with. Um, so anyway, I think that just the college game could benefit. Look, I, I'm going to tell you having Thanksgiving without Texas, Texas A&M, it's like not having gravy with the Turkey. I mean, or dressing with the Turkey and it's just, you know, um, I commend, as I said, last hour, Ole Miss and Mississippi state, they don't play this year. But they've taken the Egg Bowl and taken a state rivalry, by the, by the way, is hated, and put that on Thanksgiving night and made that special. I'll give you another one. A rivalry that you would not think, if I told you the hate between the two, I'll give you one that you could have 20 guesses and you would not guess this one. I mean, they're, I'm not saying they're the, they're the most hate. I'm just telling you there's vitriolic hate. And you wouldn't even think about it. I would have this game and it is Arizona, Arizona state, the territorial cup. And I'm not talking about this year where the schedule is all screwed up, but that should be a 
late Thanksgiving night game, you know, following Ole Miss Mississippi State. And we should have a couple of games. You know, look, I mean, Oklahoma, Nebraska, and and Texas, Texas A&M don't even play anymore. So, I mean, we know things change. But um, I love Thanksgiving Friday for college football. Uh, I would love thank college football on Thanksgiving even more. I, I, we we don't have enough on Thanksgiving. And if we get Baltimore-Pittsburgh postponed because of COVID going on this year, it's going to be a real – look, you're going to have to get excited about New Mexico and Utah State if that game doesn't get canceled. Uh, I just think we're missing the boat in college football. Let's get to some – want to remind you that you can – uh, send questions to the shows we're doing it live and going to go through some here quick jigs dad thanks uh, for your involvement um rock says the nfl ever consider telling the lines to get it together no rock i, I just answered that they there's um there's a lot of loyalty because of what they've done uh so manning that college football has de-emphasized it we'll never forget ou nebraska game of the century 1971 i did as well uh, good grief growing up in Kansas City, Missouri. I hated the NFL TV rules. We stuck with the Cardinals games in most years. They were garbage. Uh, Chiefs, great. 71 game at Tiger Stadium, Turkey Day. Charlie Sanders uh, killed us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> no question. So, anyway, um, no, but there's there's uh, there's a lot of people that said that, and a lot of people have said, "Hey, tell the Lions get it together, or we're going to move away from you." Well, um, it, it from a football standpoint, you can say the Lions need to get it together, but quite frankly, um. From a loyalty standpoint, that is the reason why they've kept it. And look again, I think you could you could certainly make for better games, but and and I'm not saying that they won't. Um, look, I can tell you that if the Cowboys didn't have it, Jerry Jones would be pushing, you know, but to, to have his, and others have. I can tell you that I know that. Uh, well, Rock West was a I think a Chiefs fan. I know a Chiefs fan. He said it, but. The Chiefs were one. Uh, Carl Peterson was one that pushed it. In fact, he was the one that ended up getting the Sunday night game uh, because instead of eliminating the Lions, we'll just add another game. So that's a look at it. Um, look, folks, we're going to cut it a little bit short today uh, as we've. Uh, it has been a uh, compressed week. I have got more scouting reports to get up on LandryFootball.com for the games this weekend. Uh, we will preview all the games as we do, but it's a little compressed with the NFL games on Thursday. Uh, some of them, obviously, more than normal, and then all the games on college on Friday and on Saturday. But we wanted to get in a version of the Landry Football Podcast a little bit earlier and not do it on Thanksgiving Day. We so appreciate um, uh, you joining us, listening to us, um, and check us out. Sign up for the Landry Football Podcast, part of the Radio Influence Group. Uh, we hope that you have a great Thanksgiving with your family. We hope that you enjoy watching football on Thanksgiving. And uh, we will be back with you next 
Thursday for another edition of the Landry Football Podcast. Friday, uh, we'll be back as well on LandryFootball.com as we will do our SEC show. So we appreciate you joining us. God bless. Have a great time, and uh, we appreciate you joining us as always. Check us out at LandryFootball.com for all the breakdowns. Thank you again. Take care. So long. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.